0: This is the Women's Hockey Life Podcast. Welcome to the Women's Hockey Life Podcast, empowering women and girls in hockey. We'll be talking in depth about what it really takes to be unstoppable on the ice and in life. We'll be looking at the mindset of the most successful women as they mastered the game and went on to even bigger successes in life because they mastered it. This podcast is brought to you by our friends over at The Hockey News. Go to com backslash deal to subscribe to their magazine today. Today, I'm honored, privileged, and grateful to welcome Brianna Decker to our show. She's a current member of the U.S. national team, world champion, two-time Olympian, Patty Kazmaier Award winner, PWHAP member, and you may also remember her from the NHL All-Star Skills Competition back in 2019. I could literally spend all day listing her accomplishments and her accolades but let's dive into the show. Brianna, thank you for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. You know what's funny, actually? <laughs> I don't even know if I said your name correctly. Like, I've known you for, what, four or five years now? And I just, I just welcomed you. <laughs> and I'm Call, like, me, Dex. Just call well, me Dex. That's just <laughs> it, though. Like, you've literally held my twins. They've been in your arms. You've been, <laughs> you've been to my house. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing your first name right. Is it Brianna or Brianna? Well, it depends where you're from. So, if you're East Coast in the, in the U.S.,
1: it's Brianna. And if you're in the Midwest, where I'm from, it's Brianna. Yeah. So okay. It's I go by both. I'll respond to both.
0: Well, it's funny because I only know you as Dex. You're just Dex to me. So I don't I don't know that I've ever actually said your first name that that too many times. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, don't feel bad about it because like Megan Duggan and Casey Bellamy, both their parents uh, call me Brianna, and I've known them for over ten years. So that's amazing. Um, yeah so they both they both call me Brianna so and it's like a big thick Boston accent
0: so <laughs> so you have many names and I take it <laughs> yeah exactly I love it I love it well it's funny though because in the hockey world like how many of your teammates do you actually call by their first name yeah like no one yeah like right? that's why
1: I'm gonna really refer to you as Hawk probably on this
0: instead of yeah <laughs> like, so. Hawk? yeah that's me yeah. Guys, just in case you don't know <laughs> but it's funny though I think of my my teammates too or people I've coached I'm like yeah Aaron Burns that was Burnsy alum it was Lummer like there you know what I mean like there's no no one really goes by their first name but uh how have you been holding up during this pandemic how are you doing
1: um I'm doing pretty well obviously some adjustments um as far as training has gone um you know obviously gyms and rinks weren't open at one point throughout the summer and so um I had to make do with what I had at my house um got some dumbbells bought a really cheap spin bike but it's been (laughs) holding up I kind of bought this spin bike as if it would have been oh my if This lasts me three months, like I'm good. And it's been, it's lasted me about six months now. So um, I've been, yeah, I've been pleased with it, but it's, yeah, it's been a big transition. I think now getting back on the ice has been really, really nice. I think just being able to work on things off ice throughout the summer, um, whether it's my shot or different things. um, It's been great to be able to finally see that transition um, onto the skills and onto the ice.
0: So that's, that's kind of a unique thing is, is you've obviously gotten resourceful, got the spin bike and, and working on your stick handling and shooting. Has that kind of been a blessing in disguise to have more time than maybe usual to really focus on the, the nitty gritty details of your game?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think um, I I've said, it be, you know, at some point during this pandemic that like, time we have time we have time to work on things and people you know have been kind of frustrated with you know not being able to get on the ice and stuff like that but I was like hey this is an opportunity for me to work on little details of my game that I might not be able to you know you go out and have skills practices whether you're with six people or you know you're out with your team you don't have time to you don't have an hour to work on your shot like so this this pandemic has been nice just from an off ice standpoint being able to take an hour to um and mainly focus on my shot for you know two two times a week for an hour so I yeah it's been a blessing in disguise in some ways has it been frustrating in others definitely but um there's always a plus side to things
0: and that's what I love about you is you you tend to see the the plus side the positive side of most things but but talk to me about those negatives like what what has been the most frustrating is it the lack of ice is it not seeing your teammates or is it something more internal like what what's been the frustrating part for you
1: I think frustrating part is you know I we Worlds got canceled so that was tough. Um, I came back from an injury. I was injured uh, uh, last October, so October 2019. Um, finally got back in January. Trained to get back. Played in a series against Canada in February, and then Worlds was canceled. So um, trying to get back um, from that injury was really difficult. But then going into COVID, the the hard part is okay. Then we like we now we don't have Worlds, but now we're gonna have August camp as a check-in with everybody and see everybody and um, you know at the end of July got canceled and so I think the frustrating part is you know having your hopes up that you're going to be able to see your teammates see your coaches work on things as a group um, together in person um, and those things keep getting canceled so that's been a frustration. Um, one other one would probably be motivation. Um, Casey Bellamy and I actually just talked about this the other day she gave me a call she was like Uh, you know, Dax, I just had a really rough morning, I just was really unmotivated, and I was like, Case, like, I hear you, like, there's days where I wake up, where I'm like, all right, let's do it, here we go, we're gonna, I'm gonna, you know, kick some ass on the bike, and be, you know, be ready to go in the weight room, and then there's days where I wake up, and I'm like, man, like, I don't have things till, you know, November, December now, like, what's the, you know, almost like, what's the point, which is a really, you know, that can slip through my mind, Um, so that motivation does get hard, Um, but I have to just realize that, like, just keep that mindset of time is um you know you have time to work on things and my teammates are there wherever they are whether they can work out at a gym whether they're at their home working out they're doing their thing so holding myself accountable as much as possible um and just trying to keep up with that motivation piece
0: so that's that's an interesting point the motivation because there's like obviously bells yourself like you're all elite athletes you're professional athletes you're olympians but you have days where you're just like i not that you don't want to do it, but you are lacking that motivation. So is it, is it doing what Bells did with you? Like just picking up the phone, checking in, maybe getting a little kick in the butt from you so that she can get going. Like we've all had those days. I've, I, mean, I remember having those days in college and even you know playing with the Boston Blades and stuff like that. But like, you've got to find that intrinsic motivation. But what is it for you or, or your teammates that works, works well?
1: Yeah, I think for one, like I, it almost happened to me this morning. I was like, I don't want to do my bike. Like I don't want to do it. And I just, once I got on it, I was like in the zone and I think that's one thing with a lot of us elite athletes is that yeah you might have that doubt but we don't we don't skip out on anything we're not going to not do it so once we're in it though we're like in it and like I'm so dialed in when I'm doing the bike sprints or doing the when I'm in the weight room lifting um so that's one thing but yeah I think simple as like picking up the phone and telling you talking to your teammate about it because we're all we're all in the same boat and it doesn't matter what level you're at right now during this pandemic like everyone's in the same boat as far as frustrated unmotivated at times um, and so everyone's gonna be able to relate so I you know PC had called me and told me about that and then I gave her a call a few days later check in to see how she was doing because I'm like hey case, I'm going through the same things and it's it's tough but um, it's just nice feeling that you're not alone when you're in that situation too.
0: Absolutely. No, that, that makes sense. And you alluded to just, you know, coming back from the injury and then obviously pandemic hit say, here's another obstacle to overcome. So you've had your fair share between 2019 and 2020 of, of things of challenges, right? Obstacles that get in your way and you got to overcome them. Have you had a big injury like that before? No,
1: um, I, I've had injuries where I've been able to play through them or uh, the, my big, my biggest one was my college in college. I broke my elbow my freshman year, second game of the of my career in college so college career so uh, I was out for six weeks um, and it was that was tough like new team new atmosphere new school um, and it broke my elbow but my teammates were great like there was the, the thing that was a, such a blessing was there was eight freshmen so like we're we're all like we're all pretty young and then there was one transfer so there was really technically like nine new girls to the team and so I didn't feel like I you know, everyone was always checking in on me and I didn't feel like I couldn't reach out to those guys because those guys were all in the same boat too as me coming to new school and new team. Um, But besides that injury, no, I had, um, knock on wood, pretty thankful for things um, safety-wise and injury-wise. But then, yeah, this uh, last, so it was last, uh, 2019 in July, I actually got hurt. I tried to rehab back from it. I had sports hernia, double sports hernia and double groin surgery um, in October. So, Wow, uh, (laughs) quite the injury for a hockey player um but I'm you know they fixed me up and it took a while supposed to be back sick this is another thing that was kind of tough like I was supposed to be back six to eight weeks after surgery and it took me about took me about 12 weeks so um yeah and I mean everything everything varies a little bit um you know some people come back faster some people it takes longer I think I just had so much done um, it was just tough to be able to come back that fast and um, I feel pretty much back to normal now but things you know obviously the pandemic then I'm not skating again I'm not working those muscles that you need to so i um, kind of just taking it easy getting back into the season now.
0: Absolutely that's that's a double whammy like that's that's a lot that's a lot to endure yeah. and if and you obviously you said you broke your elbow, you've had maybe some other minor injuries, but did, did you find yourself feeling isolated? And, and I guess partially because of the pandemic and just not being able to be with the team and, you know, living away from people, like, did you ha- I mean, let's be honest when anyone goes through an injury, if anyone's listening, who's had an injury, there's moments where you go pretty dark. Am I going to be able to bounce back? Can I do this? This, this, this sucks. This is unfair. You kind of take that victim mentality for a second, but then, you know, you got to bounce back and snap out of it did you ever encounter those moments? And if so, like, how did you bounce out of them? How did you bounce back?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, I talked about this at one point, um, within the last few months, someone asked me the same question about injury. And like, have I, did I have those moments? And I'm like, absolutely. Like, especially, so this is how injury works in my book. Like, someone gets injured, everyone's like, Oh, my God, can I do anything? Can I get you anything? What can I do? Let me know if you need anything. And of course, like, that's how it is for the first week, week and a half, two weeks. And then it's like, oh yeah, oh, Dax is injured, oh, oh, that person's injured, no one, you know, no one checks in continuously, I'm like, well, did I heal in two weeks, or what, like, no, like, I still needed, like, and it's, like, thankfully, with my injury, I was able to walk out of the hospital that day, so I was able to walk and function like that, Um, I mean, what was I walking, like, at my, you know, my grandma, who's, like, 90s pace, yes, but, like, (laughs) I was, uh, I was at least able to walk, but, um, you know, I think, it's just mentally is what people don't realize you got to check in with those people who are injured i think and like i will do that more so now with people who are injured now that i've been through it and like that's sad that that's what it took for me to realize how much you know someone who's injured needs that support but um you know it's a learning experience but like with the first the first month was really tough for me like I had those doubts of why, why am I not, why am I healing fast enough? They said six to eight weeks, like I should be ready to go and be ready on the ice soon. I don't even feel like I can put on skates and stride right now. Um, you know, like, am I going to be good to go for December camp? So I got, like I said, I had my surgery in October. I was trying to get back for our December camp. Um, we had two games against Canada that you could possibly make. And I went to camp thinking, you know, I'm like, I'm going to be okay. And I skated once and I was like, not there yet. Like. I just knew I wasn't there. Yeah, I just didn't feel, I didn't feel back to myself enough. Um, uh, And then, yeah, once I got a good chunk of time um, between basically around Christmas and New Year's and I came back in January, I think around January 9th, I ended up playing. Um, So I just needed a little bit more time, Um, but it's just reading your body, knowing what you're going through. Um, But I think from a mental standpoint, you have to go back, and it took me a while to learn this, but I had to go back to, I bring more to the table than, just like my on ice ability to my team. Um, And, you know, what could I focus on that I could control at that moment? And I went, I can focus on my nutrition. I can focus on my sleep. I can do like my hundred percent that I can do in the weight room. So if I'm going to do rehab, like that's all I can do for the day. Okay. Well then I'm going to do a hundred percent at that. And like, that was the mindset I had and I set goals for myself on a weekly basis. of like, this is what I want to be able to do by the end of the week. Um, And those are things that helped me get through injury. And it wasn't, I was no longer looking at a six to eight week span. I was looking at a like a weekly span and it just helped me gain a little bit more confidence throughout my
0: rehab. Yeah. Well, like you said, there's the the physical rehabilitation, but there's also the mental, the mental rehabilitation from all of that. It's, I remember even coaching some players that, you know, would have ACL tears and they're out for like either the season or like other injuries, maybe it was a couple months. And the emotional toll that they went through, and they're younger kids too, right? They're in university, but they became such better teammates and leaders their later years because they had been through it. So when they had teammates now injured, like they were the first to check in, to text them, to call them. And it, like you said, it's a life experience. Now, you know, if you have an injured teammate, you're going to help. You're going to be there emotionally, not just after the first week. Everyone's <laughs> checking in on you, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's, oh, it's not a fun thing to go through, but it sounds like you're bouncing back and, and you're ready to take the ice whenever we're allowed to.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel a lot better now and just focus, like I said, and focus on that mindset piece and it really helped me through.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to, I want to ask you about your coaching career, right? So you've been with the the U18 national team. You won gold at the, what was it? 2019 world championships in Japan. Um, and, And I know you've coached at several district camps prior to that. But has your perspective of the game changed changed since you've become a coach? Like, do you see the game differently from behind the bench versus being out there on the ice? Yeah, definitely. And
1: the one thing I respect now that I've been coaching is that, like, players, when you're in the game, like, you think you see things so well <laughs> and you think you see the right plays and, like, you make, a, you make a bad play. Like, you might know it, but you're still like, oh, I probably was still fine. And as a coach, you're like, no, like, that was not the right play. Like, it just – it's so it's funny the what are different doing? perspectives. you <laughs> Yeah. It's funny the different perspectives. Um, I, I've i learned a lot from coaching, though. Just, um, you know, I had a – someone asked me a question about, like, uh, is it different winning as a coach than it is a player? Um, and I think as a player, you're just – there's so much adrenaline when you win and you're just so amped up and just so, like, freaking – I don't know, pumped, and, like, you put so yeah. much work in, and, like, you, you put the work in, your teammates put the work in, you saw your teammates, and then as a coach, I was, like, so proud of, like, the girls. I think I was just, like, so proud of everything, you know, like, you don't see, as a coach, you're, like, you see the practice, and you see games. Like, you don't see a lot of times the underneath work that they all do, um, and so that's why it's a different perspective, I think, from coaching the playing.
0: Yeah, I I remember when I became a coach and like standing behind the bench the first time and being like, wow, I see the game completely different. Like, I almost wish I had the experience that you're having where you're still playing and you got to coach because you see it so differently, like so differently. And I just always remember feeling like, obviously, physically, you're exhausted when you're a player at the end of a game, right? You've given it your all, you're tired. But I remember being a coach and like finishing a game and being like, I need a nap. Like that was exhausting. Like emotionally, it was just like, holy, cause you know, you're matching lines. You're you're just trying to like yeah. pull up and like, okay, we got to mix up lines, penalty kill, power play, whatever it may be. And then at the end of the game, I'm like, I need a nap. <laughs> yeah. I think like as a coach too, like you can see a
1: goal or a goal against or goal for happening two plays before. And as a player, like you're in the moment, like you're, you're realizing, Oh, that person's open. This person's open. Like, yeah. Um, and, you know, you, you can maybe anticipate a good play happening. But, like, as a coach, like, you can just see that stuff happening. And you're like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Or, like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, um, for yeah sure. it's, it's a bit and the And a fun fact of, that, I, that I've realized is, like, you eat more. I eat more as a coach. Like, I snack. Unbelievable. And, oh, oh, there's year- rolls. I'll have one of those. Like, oh, there's Pringles. Okay, I'll have some of those. Like, as a player, I don't eat for two hours. And I'm burning, like five
0: times a lot of calories. Isn't it hilarious? And the amount of gum that you chew as a coach, like, it's like, oh. like what was that? The bubble, bubbleicious hubba, bubba, whatever, the bazooka yeah. gum. Like, we, we probably kept them in stock, like kept them in business during my coaching career. <laughs> it's always on the bench. And I'm like, my jaw would kill because you'd just be chomping oh. on it. And you watch oh, yeah. NHL games or just international games, whatever, you always see coaches chewing gum. And maybe it's like a stress reliever for us or something, but... <laughs> I'll never
1: yeah. oh. like more more crawl, right? Like she uh was yes. my coach for U18s. So she's like, I'll never forget it was my first it was my first series coaching. Um we were up in Calgary actually, and she was like, All right, Dex, like maybe no gum, like mints. Because like you're on TV, Ooh. it's like <laughs> it said like mints is just like, you know, just like you just, just suck on your there. It. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Then you start chewing on them when it comes to a high intense situation. <laughs> Moment, like, yeah. It's funny because yeah. I, I moved recently and I brought all my coaching jackets and I went through the pockets and I actually found those white mints and the, I keep, I'm forgetting the name. It's the, the yellow wrapper with, it's the pink gum. It's like the worst for you, but I found a bunch <laughs> of those in the pockets. And I'm like, this is, this is old, <laughs> but oh, it's, I'm glad, I'm glad we all think the same and do the same things, but uh, so oh, yeah. getting back to that though, do you think, um, like being a coach has made you a better player?
1: Absolutely. Um, I just, I feel like I said, I think I view the game differently, I think, um, but one other thing is I've learned a lot more patience. I've learned, um, you know, you have to coach kids differently. So how does that transition to a player? Well, not every player is going to, you know, react to, you know, your words the same way. Some players can take, you know, more direct comments. Some players can't take some of that direct, um, direct comments. And so I realized that as a teammate, I think I'm going to be a better teammate just recognizing that people respond differently, but I learned that through coaching. I think, um, you know, telling this kid, hey, you might need to get your head out of your butt, (laughs) and this kid, like, hey, like, good job there. You just, you know, try to keep your feet moving there, so it's just a different approach on things, Um, but I, it's definitely made me a better player for sure.
0: That's one thing I wish every player could experience, and I don't know I be fascinated to there are ways to teach it, I guess, but you know, the player's got to be willing to learn it, but it is learning how to be that good coach slash teammate of, Hey, this person can handle my constructive criticism. I can tell them how it is straight up and they can take it and not, not hold it against me. Right. They're not going to be yeah. angry at me or, but then there's others that you got to kind of subtly or softly tell them like you got to compliment them first and then say, Hey, why don't you try this? yeah but if, if everyone knew how to communicate with one another one another based on their learning style like think about how much successful more successful a team could be and Absolutely. Think that's, that's on the coach right to learn how to coach those different styles and that's what I feel like you're saying is you, you've learned how to do that and that's what's making you a better player teammate coach
1: yeah definitely and I think there's just yeah like, like I said patience is huge like some kids get it right away some kids don't but yeah. fortunately enough I've been obviously coaching the, U, the U18 team so like those guys get Things pretty quickly, like they're the best of their age group. So, I've been kind of handed at least a good group of kids.
0: So, want to go try a U eight or U ten team and see how it goes? Yeah, might be (laughs) a little tough. Yeah, a little bit different. Now that's patience. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, they're the real heroes in this. Let's be honest. Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, like, to me, like, we've worked together with the WHL Academy. You're one of our mindset coaches. You help out the players we work with. So, I, I know you and I know you well. But, like, when you think back. Like your mindset to me is, is unbelievable. Even through adversity, through, through injury, you still always see the glass half full. You still always see the positive in anything. Can you remember a time in your life where you kind of hit that tipping point of, okay, I either got to see it this way or I'm not going to be successful. I'm not going to accomplish these dreams and goals that I have. Like, was there somebody experience?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, after we lost the 2014 Olympics, that was, like, a big, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, Hawk, I'm, heard, I'm sure you've heard me talk about this a little bit, but, like, it it was an eye-opener. It was a, hey, Canada's going to be just as strong. They're going to be just as fast. They're going to be able to shoot the puck. They're going to be just as skilled. Um, you know, the difference is the mindset. The difference is that mental part of the game, and, like, I, I realized that, like, I need to start really focusing in on that stuff. And so losing a gold medal is what it took for me to be like, holy crap, like I need to be, which is crazy, but like, that's what it took. And I'm like, you look at Kobe Bryant, you look at Tiger Woods, you look at like these unbelievable, incredible athletes. They have such a mental part of their game. Like Abby Wambach, Serena Williams, like they've all gone through that training. You know, have some of them maybe taken it more serious than others? Yeah, but I'm like, those are the best of the best athletes. And if they're doing it, like, why wouldn't I be doing it? Why do, why would I not need it then? And um, so those are some of, it wasn't a tough, I mean, yes, losing a gold medal was the tough um, experience, but it's not like I had to go through this huge thing where I'm like, all right, now like mindset, like my, that's what developed my mindset to what it is now. I think it was, you know, obviously losing a gold medal was a huge thing. Um, And it just, it's tough that that had to happen, but
0: but it's ultimately like what led you on the path. And then look at 2018. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So,
1: um, you know, we had all the right tools in place going into 2014. Uh, we had all the right mindset tools as far as like, this is what you should do. This is how you can do it. You need to be focused on this, like don't have distractions, um, you know, all different ways to figure out how you can navigate through that. Um, I just like, you know, I didn't take it serious enough. And then after we lost, I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's take this serious. I take my physical training serious, like, I need to start taking my mental um, training serious, and so that's, um, those are things that I did, and in two thousand in 2018, we had um, our 2018 coach, he had, um, you know, made us watch this movie called The Secret, and I, like, I don't know if people have seen it, or, you know, it's kind of, it's, in, and I'll be honest, like, fans who are listening, or people who are listening, like, it is, like, it might be like you're gonna watch it and you're like oh man this is kind of boring but just it, just give
0: it a chance and it's like it's, it's so intriguing to me <laughs> you know what Dex if, if people are going to be listening to this podcast in the future they're going to have to get used to that woo-woo out there stuff because I'm a firm believer in the secret and the universe and everything out there because if you just <laughs> listen to the message without you know judging first just take a second right
1: yeah and I think right there like Hawkman like you just nailed it like that is what I stopped doing after 2014. I stopped judging things. I was so open-minded because I was like, I have nothing to lose at this point. Like I want nothing but an Olympic gold medal. And I'm like, I need to just be open to everything. And so yeah, like our coach in 2018 had us watch this movie. Casey mm-hmm. and I, Casey, me and I sitting on our couches in Florida watching this movie and we were like so into it, writing stuff down and um you know it talks about a vision board and you you know making yourself a vision board and you know companies do this and they like realize a big change for them and so Casey and I went and printed out pictures made our own vision board um and those were things like little details of the mental game helped me wrap my head more around the mental game if that made sense like I just bought into everything um you know, and it comes down to little details. And that is what my game is focused on now, whether it's
0: mental or physical, it's all about those small details. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, I'm I'm sure that helped you through your injuries and just, you know, taking silver and Sochi and, you know, you've got to now be open-minded to other ways that you can master the game, right? And that's internally, it starts there. And then, you know, I'm sure you're, you're on ice and your skills and everything else improved once you just adopted that new mentality, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Like everything started to shift. Um, and you know, like good, I think good things come your way when you're thinking positive and you're giving to others, you're thinking joy, you're thinking happiness. Um, I think those are, you know, are you going to hit hiccups? Yes. But like, though, you're going to get through it because you always have that mindset.
0: Absolutely. It's the universe testing you. Do you really want this? How bad do you want it? Right. You're laughing because yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> everyone else listening is like, these two are cuckoo. Wow. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I'm not listening to
0: that one, again. <laughs> right, right. Hey, she's a, she's a gold medalist, guys. Like, listen to her. <laughs> I don't have the gold medal, but, uh, you know, I got twins. I'm surviving that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I want to talk a little just about the Olympics. Like, I, obviously, you guys, you go through this, like, grueling training process. You get there. It's, you're dialed in. You're focused. You get to the gold medal. You take silver. You take gold. What's it like afterwards? Like, are you guys just so tired that you, you obviously you're excited, but you get when the doors close and you're in the locker room, are you guys exhausted? Are you just partying? Are you happy? Like, what's it really like? Okay. Well, it's two different perspectives. So, 2014. <laughs> true. <laughs> like, true. 2014,
1: you still have, um, you know, a drink in hand, but you're sobbing, you're sitting there
0: drinking for other time. reasons. Got it. Yes.
1: Drinking <laughs> for other reasons. Um we still we still partied a lot after 2014 um but like I said drinking for other reasons it was it was so sad um so devastating so our locker room was pretty it was pretty quiet like yeah. it was pretty emotional um after 18 our our locker room was nuts like everyone <laughs> was yeah I mean we were celebrating like you 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 know you fans you watch those celebrations like in the locker room of um MLB right like the baseball yes. guys like yeah we didn't have goggles and stuff but like that's what it was like it's just like it's so much fun and um I remember so my mom and my younger brother didn't make it to um to Pyeongchang like they didn't uh, come so my brother was still playing hockey so I on my mom which it was like I don't remember what time it was back home but I on my mom because I was like you know what like I sh- I don't want to be on my phone really but I'm like I need to share this with my mom because she couldn't be there so um it was it was awesome. I fave timer for like maybe two minutes, but she was like, Alright, go have fun. like uh, whatever well. um yeah, that was it was uh pretty incredible. But I actually got drug test called for drug testing in twenty eighteen. So we were like, woo, woo, like having fun. And then like I had to get pulled into drug testing, which is like it took a little bit of it took Wait, time. Like enough, 20, Yeah. So like they like they take random people right after games. And, of course, I'm, like, I get pulled pulled in right after, yeah, after we won. So, like, I had, like, a sip of beer, and then I couldn't, like, obviously have one for, like, 20 minutes or so, because I had to get, I had to, like, you know, it was urine and blood, t- like, blood, so I oh, had to wow. get both taken. Yeah, so, like, and I'm, like, in this little, in this little waiting room, behind me is Marie Philippe Lynn, and then, in, um and she had, if ever, for those who don't remember watching the game, she hit me in, like, the third period, like. <laughs> Bad, like cut my head off, and she's like, she asked me when we were at drug, in the drug testing, and I'm like, oh, Dex, like, are you okay? And I was like, I was like, at that point, I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, look, I got, a, I have a gold medal around my neck. <laughs> like, I, I did not say. How that. are you? I, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I treated her obviously with respect, but of course. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, you're sitting there with like some of the opponents. Like, they take two to three girls from each team, and yeah. or it's random sometimes. So um yeah, drug testing, and then I got back to the back to our whole like celebration in the locker room after that
0: that's I did not know that I didn't know they did it right after the game that would kind of be a buzzkill but you know Oh yeah
1: like you're like you literally you get off the ice and there's people waiting there for you
0: and they know exactly
1: which number you are and then yeah so it's like they they follow you into the locker room they have to watch you change and all that stuff
0: watch you change yeah go to the washroom yeah all that stuff yeah everything (laughs) that's so funny because you're literally bringing me back to my college days and they would do random drug testing too the ncaa right and i oh, yeah. only got drug tested once but it was like kind of invasive and like this is like I'm, I'm a little bit shy like <laughs> i don't know well, that yeah. I do what you need right now <laughs> Well, i'm like this is the last thing i want to
1: do literally. after winning. like yeah. yeah like either way winning or losing that's the last thing you yeah. want to do like yeah. um i think one of the i think it was Duggan or Carpenter or something said she got pulled for both games both uh or Mm -hmm. I'm sorry just she she got pulled for like two back-to-back world championship games or something like that I'm like Jesus like she goes of course it's me
0: like (laughs) yeah no kidding oh wow yeah that's literally not I was not expecting that okay And and then you guys went on this like tour afterwards and you had all these cool experiences like what was that like
1: yeah uh that was incredible like we had that set up um, and we, Wait, did you have that set up win or lose? No. Okay. Some, um, we, I think we requested a tour. Yes. Win or lose. Sorry. But I think it was, um, or unless if we won, I can't, honestly, I can't remember how, like I don't so know good. how it so set up, but we, I know we did have to change our flights. Mm. Um, we were supposed to fly back to Florida originally after where we centralized, um, after we won. Um, and they changed our flights to California cause we went on Ellen and I was we going to say that the, was, the <laughs> L- too. yeah, and I went to the Kings game and stuff. So that oh, was okay. like, between the Kings game and Ellen, that like, that was, the Kings game was incredible. Like they, the LA Kings hosted us. We had like a full course meal. Like it was, uh, then it comes then, back to food. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Full course meal. So basically a guy who used to work for USA Hockey, he uh, was a PR guy at uh, he's a PR guy at the Kings now. So awesome. he, it was a good like hookup with him and good to see him. And he was so pumped for us because he had worked with us all the way up to a year before 2018 oh. Olympics. So it was kind of like he had to make a job change, but um, yeah, came so it was full really good to see him too. Yeah, came full circle.
0: That's so. amazing. And you guys just toured the country after that, eh?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it was incredible. We went to... Um,
0: an outdoor game the Washington
1: Capitals played I can't remember who they played that's so bad um but we just we went to a lot of different things um we got to see Serena Williams and Venus Williams We got to meet them and watch them on court side at one of their like events that they um do with other uh female tennis players that they basically raise money um for charity or something like that and it was just like it was great to be able to meet all those athletes as well um but no matter where we where we were like we were like we were treated very very we're well celebrities. it was like awesome yeah we were for like 10 days it was awesome
0: <laughs> hey you know what live it up it's first time in 20 years like it's it's you brought the gold home and you deserve yeah. it i think like it's crazy like
1: that is like we needed to win to help grow our game yeah. in the u.s um it's it's crazy that i take that because like we do just as much work we train just as hard and like it all depends what metal we bring home for, you know, to help grow our game. Cause like in 2014, like we worked just as hard, like we, from a mental side, no, we didn't, we worked harder, obviously on the mental side going into 2018, but like physically that like you work just as hard, and you grind just as hard. Um, it's just a difference of the color of metal. Like that's what you're
0: going to get. Isn't it amazing to think that this game has given you all these experiences? Yeah,
1: like, people, like, asked me so many times, like, where my favorite place to travel is, and, like, um, where I've been, and I, I've been to so many different countries, been to so many different cultures, met so many different people from different countries, and um, I'm definitely so thankful for that, like, I don't need to go on vacation, like, I've been to different, um, different places and <laughs> so.
0: Your whole life has been a vacation, Dex. Come on. <laughs> it really is. I'm pretty, I'm
1: pretty, you know, and like my parents thank me so much because they've gotten to come to a lot of different places. Um, I've been able to travel. To Swi- yeah, been able to travel to Switzerland, St. John's, um, obviously, Sochi and uh, Pyeongchang. So like, they're so thankful to be able to are like, why would we go to this place? Why would we have gone to this place? True. And um, so I think in the moment when I'm at these places and my family's out doing tours, things and seeing everything, I'm like, oh yeah, hotel, ring, hotel, ring. What do you remember uh, from Sochi?
0: <laughs> uh, the hotel and the ring. Your parents, they <laughs> so remember like, the whole city.
1: <laughs> yeah, they remember. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's all I think. I'm sometimes bitter about that because I'm like, I want to kind of go back to some of these places and actually experience them and like, and everything, but you will, yeah, you at some point,
0: yeah, absolutely will. You're gonna go back and be able to remember, and it'll be this nostal- nostalgic experience for you. Like, yeah, remember when?
1: Absolutely, and like Ooh. I think when now that I've been lucky since I've been coaching U18s, uh, I've been lucky enough to be able to go to these mm-hmm. places and actually experience them a little bit more. Like um, when we were in uh, Japan, and then when we were in Belarus, um, it's just like it's different places. It's great.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's different different prep for a coach at those events than uh, than players.
1: Yeah. You got, you know, you got to get your sleep, but not your physical, most, most proper sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Got it. We'll, we'll end it there. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I have one big question for you to kind of wrap up here. Um, and that's basically like, if you could go back to when you were a little girl, little Dex and tell yourself one thing, what would that be? Uh, Um, it's only, only one thing, huh? Huh? You know what? I say one thing, but if it takes you to two or three, that's fine. You can tell a little bit. Yeah, because, because
1: I think at the end of the day, it's like, just always like, you're in love with the game for a reason and like, make sure you never lose sight of that. Um, but so that, that's my, that's kind of been a lot of, one of my biggest answers all the time. Um, you love the game and. Don't lose sight of that. And if you do, just try to find your reasons why you do love it. Um, but another thing would be, like, thank your parents. Like, I, I can't thank my parents enough now. Um, they, they do so much. Like, I wouldn't even be where I am at. Like, I wouldn't have gone to Shattuck. I wouldn't have then gotten a scholarship to Wisconsin. And I wouldn't have an opportunity to play on the U.S. team. Um, I just, I just thank them for their support and stuff. And like, that's what I want to, that's what I would tell like young kids and myself when I was younger is like, just be thankful and grateful for every opportunity that you're going to get.
0: I think that's important for, for young, young kids hearing this right now is to make sure you do thank your parents. Cause they're the ones that are driving to the rinks at, you know, maybe six in the morning or late at night, or that's what their weekends consist of, right? Like how many weekends were you in a car with your parents or your brothers and you're, you're spending hotel nights in the hotel and those were your weekend vacations, right? Yeah, exactly. And like, my like my dad worked a lot when
1: I was younger. So my mom was a part us around so much It's three of my brothers and I and like, it's but like, I'm, because I'm thankful for her. I'm so grateful for every opportunity that I've had. And like, the opportunities that you have take full advantage of them, because like, you can't and, you know, the best thing was, like, we didn't have phones back then, so, like, I wasn't on my phone. I was literally, like, talking all the time with my friends in the car, like, <laughs> I'm, like, now everyone's on their phones. And I know that sounds so cliche, but, like, I'm on my phone now. Like, I'm on the bus. I'll be on my phone. Like, I'm, not, you know, like, chatting it up in the back or playing cards like I used to. Like, yep, you know, like, those were the road trips, like, bus road trips when we were younger. Like, those were so fun. Like in high What did school. we do like, before had, phones? Like, I, I know. It's like, we must've been, I don't know what we were doing. Well, we had I, like iPods and stuff like, or stuff. you listen to music. Basically it's probably what you did if you didn't yeah. want to like talk with people,
0: but yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to isolate yourself from the bus, just yeah. your buzz. And I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. That's all. No, but it's, it's true. And, and I think you bring up a good point and you know, it's when you're a kid, you don't really understand and that's okay. If you got to go through those life experiences to really, truly appreciate what your parents are doing, your friends are doing for you. Um, but uh, you, you nailed it on the head. Dex, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge with us. You're an inspiration to so many, including myself. Um, so thank you for being who you are. Don't change, continue to grow and, and evolve and, and uh, you know, inspiring the next generation of, of hockey players.
1: Thanks Hawk. I uh, appreciate you having me on. Um, always
0: a pleasure talking with you, obviously.
1: Um, and good luck with the future podcast as well.
0: Thank you. I think people are going to either be running away or coming back for more. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: They might just fast forward through the one part. I it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we kind of got off on a tangent there, but it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Hey, this is it. It's raw. It's, it's unfiltered. This is who we are. So I appreciate it. Everyone else, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep chasing your dreams.